Lunch with Pippa Hudson on Cape Talk. Join the conversation. Now, there is no industry in South Africa that has not been touched by load shedding and no family that hasn't felt its impact in some way. But last night's edition of Carp Blanche revealed yet another knock-on effect we might not have considered, the impact on the funeral industry. At a time of bereavement, it can be reassuring to know your loved one is being cared for and looked after with dignity by the funeral parlour. Nobody wants to imagine their body being left to decompose. But that is exactly what is happening in some cases as funeral homes struggle to keep up in the absence of electricity. With me on the line is Busi Sewa Gumere Chizanje, who was the producer of the segment on how the mortuaries are struggling, shown on carte blanche last night. And if you missed it, uh, we will tell you where to watch it at the end of the interview. But first, Busi Sewa, it's lovely to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Pippa. Before we talk about the really heartbreaking individual case study you shared last night, let's just talk a little bit about the industry itself and, and its scale. Mm-hmm. But see, I was quite stunned to hear some of the figures you shared last night about just how significant an industry this is. It's, it's quite big. Um, the business of death in South Africa um, is quite lucrative. But what I found as I was doing this story is that, you know, it doesn't really mean that the more um, deaths that these businesses cover, the more money that they make. So it's estimated to be over 5.7 uh, billion rands. But in reality, um, that money is not really showing. So financially, a lot of these um, funeral parlors are struggling. Yeah. Even having come out of a pandemic, as you pointed out last night, the sort of logical thought pattern would have been that we would have had an uptick in business for funeral parlours, certainly through the years of COVID. I was quite interested to hear you pointing out that that's not in fact the case. Indeed, and that we found out through the story of uh, Lawrence Konyama, who uh, took over the family business since it was established in the late 60s. And he says that um, even with his experience, he has never seen uh, such a challenge. Over the years, of course, initially there was a boom um, in the market, but recently they've had sort of a a double whammy that they've had to deal with. The first, of course, was the COVID-19 pandemic. And he says that a family um, could, for example, bury the first loved one uh, properly. But then what happens um, when another one dies and when another one as well passes away? Um, so they've had to uh, you know, compromise a lot of their profits to ensure that um, they're able to help families bury their loved ones. Of course, this was during a time in which um, you know, a lot of people were dying because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, where the funeral industry is is regulated and there is, for example, a legal obligation on all operators in this space to have backup power systems in place. That mm-hmm. was the case even before we got to the yes. current crisis that we're facing. But the problem is that so many of these are small businesses and uh, somebody who had a backup generator equipped to deal with the occasional area outage Mm -hmm. or maybe stage one or even stage two of load shedding. Many of those are really struggling now. They just can't keep up with stage five or six, can they? No, they can't. And that's because initially they bought generators, like you rightly say, for backup. But now it has become the main power source. And you can imagine many of these um, entrepreneurs who who own, you know, small to medium um, um, companies 
couldn't have prepared uh, for a cost like this. And when we think of load shedding, you know, um, we, we hardly think about the country's uh, funeral parlor uh, industry. And, um, you know, the people that we spoke to, they're spending so much on uh, keeping the lights on. Just one of them, like I, I spoke about earlier, Lawrence Gonyana says that he, he spends roughly like 30K or 30,000 rands a month uh, to make sure that his fridge uh, keep on yeah. um, and that's double actually the amount of money that he was spending as compared to um, what he was forking out last year so you can imagine the financial impact that this has had on, on such businesses yeah and um, it's not only the small guys who are suffering either, but you see where even the big firms like Dubs, you spoke to the CEO, Jodine Smith, she described to you how much money they are going to have to put in to support their member branches all over the country to be able to keep their fridges operating. It's, it's, it's a big expense for them as well. A big expense that has cost them about 1.7 million rand so far, and this was to get you know new generators for most of the various um, franchises across the country, as well as purchasing diesel. So you can imagine how this has had uh, a financial, a negative financial impact on Doves as well. Um, so load shedding is not only causing a problem for the small players, but big companies as well are feeling the pinch. Just for those who might have come in late to the interview, my guest on the line is Busisiwe Gumere Chizanje. She is the producer responsible for last night's segment on Carte Blanche about the way the, the funeral industry is struggling in the face of load shedding. And if you have had experience with this yourself that you'd like to share with us, you're very welcome to comment by calling us on 021-446-0567 or sending a WhatsApp to 072-567-1567. Now, the really saddest thing for me last night we was listening to the story of Tumelo Bumele and what his family went through uh, when his grand passed away last year. Because firstly, he faces the query of, did she receive sufficient care at the hospital she was at? Because that hospital didn't have a backup generator. But what they then went through in trying to give her a dignified burial was really awful. Would you like to just sketch to us what, what he told you for the sake of listeners who didn't see the segment last night? Sure. So Dumela Mbodeme hates load shedding because it got in the way, he says, of him giving his beloved grandmother a beautiful send-off, a send-off that she deserves. So Dumela listed many problems, which he says he blames on load shedding. For starters, he found out about um, his grandmother's death two days after the fact. As you know, load shedding affects um, not only the lights, but the network as well. So his family back in Tabanchu, which is a fairly rural area, couldn't get a hold of him to tell him, you know, such important news. His second problem was that he couldn't get a death certificate in time uh, for him to submit a claim for insurance. And that meant that the family had to scrape, you know, the little savings that they had to bury her. And uh, what caused that problem is that, you know, home affairs, for for example, in his area back home, um, you know, would go offline. If they're not offline, then it's load shedding. You know, then the day is gone. So, so many days uh, passed with that, without the family being able to have access 
to the death certificate. In fact, he says that um, they were issued with the death certificate only after, I think a week after um, the funeral, and that delayed so many of the documentation and the process that had to take uh, place for him to claim uh, for insurance. And also... Because some funeral parlors are struggling to keep their mortuary fridges on, they received a decomposing body. And he says that body fluid was dripping from the casket and they were advised by the undertaker not to hold the coffin um, by the handle. So you can imagine how hurt Dumelo was um, and how distraught his family was. And like many, load shedding affected every institution that the family relied on to expedite the funeral. So apart from him receiving um, the, 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 the news late, and you can imagine the, the emotional um, toll that took on him, um, he just wasn't able to piece together a beautiful send-off. And he said that, you know, as a person um, who believes in tradition and ancestors, it's an issue that's weighing on him. Because he feels that, you know, his grandmother is not resting in peace because, you know, when a death happens, um, there are so many things, you know, rituals and rites that have to take place. Um, And he feels that he wasn't able to do all of that. And so, um, you know, the funeral, according to him, didn't go well. You know, Pusisiwa, it was very interesting to listen to that portion of the segment where you spoke to um, uh, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu about the importance of ritual and the meaning of some of the steps in traditional uh, burial ritual that not all of us might understand. You know, you might say, well, it's inconvenient to to be told you must do the funeral in a hurry because we've got to wait for family to come from all over the country. But there's more to it than that. The steps individually have got meaning behind them and significance behind them in terms of how some people view the journey onward for the departed and to have that taken away from you because the funeral home is saying you've got to get this body into the ground within a day or two um that really hit home for me uh how much is being lost it's not just the sort of the the yuck factor the awfulness of being told please don't pick up the coffin by the handles because the, the whole box is decomposing because of what's happening inside that that emotional impact was was really something quite substantial wasn't it it really was. And, um, you know, I was in the room when our presenter, Claire Marisa, was, was speaking and interviewing Dumela Bulene. And really, you could feel, you know, how hurt this man was. And a really interesting issue that uh, Dr. Zuluma Tabo Zulu, our traditional expert, uh, spoke about was that, you know, we don't just bury bodies, especially in a country that is diverse as ours. You know, families generally would um, mourn or observe for about a week ahead of the funeral. But during that time, you know, there are rituals um, and and things that have to take place um, that people believe pave a way for a better life um, for the uh, for those left behind, you know. Um, so, so it was interesting to also um, hear um, those points from Dr. Zulumatabo Zulu, uh, who says that the, pre- uh, the preservation of the body, um, how we treat the body during the morning stage, the integrity of the body uh, is so important. Um, and so many things take place there. It, it is the cleansing of, of, of the body ahead of the funeral by the family itself and not just uh, that's not just a process that um, happens at the mortuary for example Um, all of those things time is required for them to be done properly 
and this call that is generally made uh, by some uh, funeral parlors in the industry, uh, Dr. Zulu Matabo was saying that it, it's not practical because those people have to, um, those businesses have to be cognizant of the type of people that they're servicing. Um, and it's people who need to observe um, um, all of these, these traditions and rituals ahead of the, ahead of the funeral. Yeah. Now, before we run out of time, Busisiwe, let's talk about potential solutions here. Your segment included a chat with uh, Dudu Magano, who is the National Funeral Practitioners Association uh, director. He described the situation as a disaster. I'm interested to know whether he proposed any possible solutions or mitigating strategies that might help come to, to mitigate that disaster. Well, at this point, um, people like Dudu Magano um, have no hope. They're saying that government really has to play more of um, an active role in ensuring that um, they cushion the blow, the financial blow on businesses like uh, funeral parlors. Of course, that happened, uh, that interview with him happened before government announced the tax incentive for solar uh, roof panels where businesses will be able to claim a certain amount of money. Um, you know, and this is to entice uh, people like Lawrence and Dudu um, to 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 go solar, right? So uh, we would have asked them about that, but um, you know, we, we we did that at the back of the interview, and and they said, you know, we're not even thinking about going solar yet because we've spent so much of money um, on a new generator. We're spending so much um, at this point on ensuring that we've got enough diesel to run the fridges. Um, And so, you know, even that is not comforting uh, for entrepreneurs like that. And then you have Dr. Zuluma Tawazulu saying that, okay, maybe we should look at embalming, right? Um, Which is a procedure that obviously preserves uh, the body, ensuring that the body does not, um, you know, decompose. But even that comes with um, an added amount. I think it's between 1.5,000 to about 3,000 rands. Not everybody um, will be able to afford that. So the industry at this point not having the answers, but saying it is a worthwhile conversation um, to have at this point um, moving forward. Well, thank you for starting a worthwhile conversation with that segment last night and for joining us to uh, elaborate a bit more today. Busisiwe Gumere Chizanje, great to have you with us. Thank you so much, Kiba.